Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. My name is Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, and I have a question for you. I want to do a little audience participation. Do me a favor. So I am holding in my hands, uh, I don't know, I guess technically 23 pieces of paper. This is something that is a big deal for me hopefully a big deal for you. And this paper right here, and I'll, I'll answer the question at the end of this video, is this, this right here shows my commitment to getting to 1 million people, right? I know there's something that I need to do different. If I'm serious about helping a million people, I need to step up. I need to do something different. So I want to have some fun with you this morning. Why don't you go ahead and guess what this is? And the hint is I'm going to do my part to help more people. Uh, but of course, I'm going to need your help as well. So we will answer that question momentarily. Get my notes here. They got a little, a little discombobulated. Um, you know what? We're going to go bottoms up today. Uh, usually I go tops down. That's just summarizing my notes. We're going to talk about the week ahead. Right? Is the week ahead going to have more pain? Is it going to, uh, you know, what what's the key of the day? And yes, we are going to have another over under. Uh, so again, get ready for that as well. So the week ahead, Monday, not a lot going on. We do have one earnings report uh, from Commercial Metals. Uh, it is going to be interesting what is going on with them, right? Both from an inflationary or input cost, what is going on with um, deliveries, things of that nature, and, uh, you know, things of that nature. So again, let me know what you think. Uh, again, we will, uh, we'll figure that out. Next, Albertsons. Albertsons, again, is a grocer. I believe they're on the West Coast only, but they might be around the country. Uh, so let's see what that is. Albertsons. Uh, and then we are going to start to have Fed speeches. One of the things we are definitely going to look out for is, is the Fed going to continue to be hawkish? Or because of the stock market's baby reaction last week, are they going to soft, soften and not have a backbone? So we're going to start to see that uh, on Tuesday. KB Homes, uh, there's a big report for Wednesday. Again, that's kind of the, uh, the everyman's home builder. It'll be interesting to see what's going on with uh, costs, uh, deliveries, inflation, most specifically to me, what are they what are they looking at going forward? Because interest rates have gone up. Have they already seen a hit to demand and things of that nature? The over under the week is going to be CPI. CPI was reported last month at 6.8%. Uh, we will find out Wednesday. I am calling Wednesday the big number of the day or the big number of the week. Excuse me. So let me know what you think. I'm going to put the over under at 7%. Are you going to take the over? Are you going to take the under? And if you want to get a little spicy with it, go ahead and guess a number. Uh, I'm going to go over, and I think I've said already, I'm going to go 7.2%. So uh, let's see what that is. Thursday, Delta Airlines. Again, airlines have been hit pretty hard. 
so it is going to be interesting to see what they have to say about Christmas holidays, cancellations, increased costs, ticket sales going into the future, and things of that nature. And of course, we will have the follow-on to CPI, which was PPI. I didn't look this up, but I think PPI last month was like, wasn't it 9% or something, like 9.1? So we will see. And again, we got three more Fed speeches. Uh, The big Fed speech of the week is Tuesday. I didn't say that. Jerome Powell himself is speaking. And again, every time Jerome Powell speaks, my question is, is he Paul Volcker or Greenspan? And what do I mean by that? Greenspan was, in my opinion, focused on talking the market down without doing anything. He used his words. uh, So we will see what that is. Or is he going to be Paul Volcker and basically carry a big stick uh, and just hold to his mission? So we shall see. And then Friday, we start earnings in earnest. Earnings in earnest. Oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, We got JP Morgan, BlackRock, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. We will also have retail sales and consumer sentiment. Again, I expect retail sales for Q4 to be awesome. Again, I think it was the last hurrah. Uh, I think uh, retail and consumer sentiment will fall in the first half, uh, but we shall see. Continue and go up. Uh, Used car and new car prices are up. Something I'm not in the market for a new car, but I didn't know this. 89%, 89% of new car buyers paid at least 5% over sticker. I don't know. Don't know about you, but that that kind of surprised me. Yeah, 89%. Uh, It is very interesting to see as the market had a very small (coughs) overall hit. There are some stocks that are down quite significantly. How many folks are now screaming diamond hand and hodl and things of that nature? Again, as somebody who A, told you this was coming, who suggested that you take money off the table, I can tell you that hodl and diamond hands and things of that nature, generally speaking, not great investing advice. Um, True, you don't recognize a loss till you sell it. Mathematically, that is true. However, when you look at sunk cost or opportunity cost, being a hodl or diamond hand, not always the great strategy. So uh, it is going to be interesting to see who takes that strategy. There's uh, there's obviously some YouTube entertainers out there now pretending to be stock market gurus who are uh, losing people money. So that's, uh, that's, that's unfortunate to watch. Uh, looks like uh, we got to talk about the employment picture. Right? Is it a good news, bad news story? I, I don't see any good news in what was reported yesterday. Uh, I know uh, some powerful people are taking victory laps because of 3.9% unemployment. Uh, you know, I guess you have to. I don't know. It, it, uh, but there were so many things under the covers that didn't make me feel good. First, we still have a missing 2.5 million folks, about 1.5, 1.6 of that at least are early retirements. Um, it is, you know, will they come back, right? If Does the stock market have a haircut and people suddenly feel their 401ks or 201ks and they come back to work? We shall see. Uh, we did have 4.2% wage inflation. 
again, if you've been following my channel, I've been pretty clear. I think we're in the 70s and it's more and more clear to me that we are. And thankfully, more and more people are recognizing that now. Uh, but yeah, 4.2%. We also have record quits. Record quits just shows how powerful the employee is today. But as an employer, somebody who is hired and trained, it is very expensive to continually turn over staff, train, move on. Uh, these are just all signs that inflation is getting worse. Not to mention the last thing that we didn't come anywhere close to our expected growth. Wasn't it like 199 on a 422 expected? So I did not see a lot of good news in the workforce, but uh, it is pretty interesting. It is very clear that we are having worker shortages right now across sectors because of this spike. Uh, I've read about retailers closing down, schools, hospitals, uh, flights. All of this stuff is um, inflationary. It is all inflationary and it's all, yeah, it's, it's all going to come forward. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be paid. Reading more and more about articles about housing correction 2022. And I'd love to have your help here. Uh, I would love to interview uh, probably ReVenture Consulting, but frankly, any, any YouTube creator who's negative on housing in 2022, anybody who, anybody who thinks housing is going to fall 20% this year, do me a favor. I'd love to have just an interview, a discussion with them. I'd love to bet uh, by the end of the year where we're at. Uh, and I'd love to bet to be charity, right? My charity will be a food bank. They can pick their charity. Uh, so let's just have a discussion. Let's put it out there. Let's see what happens. Let's have, a, let's have the virtual world hold us accountable. So if you know of a channel out there who's particularly negative on real estate this year, 2022, I want to debate them. I want to put some money on the line. And uh, I want it to go to charity. So if you know one, let's talk. Uh, again, transactions, I do expect to be down, but nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about price. It's not price, folks. Housing doesn't move that fast. But transactions, yeah, I think transactions could go down, but that helps me and you. If you're in the one rental at a time community, you want the market to slow down. You want inventory to build, and that is what 2022 is going to be all about. The big question, the big wrinkle, and I do not do not have this answer. Will affordability be worse, the same, or better at the end of the year? Now, lots of new new folks sort of jump in and say, Michael, it has to be less affordable. If rates are up, it has to be less affordable. If rates are up and prices are up, it has to be less affordable. Well, folks, that's not technically true. In fact, that's just not true. It doesn't have to be. You need to look at my 50-year spreadsheet, which I've given away. I've now spent almost 48 hours kind of building it out. We have a wage inflation cycle. And it is possible, I am not saying likely, but it is possible that by the end of 2022, housing is more affordable. Now, that's a brain teaser. That freaks people out. People don't want to hear it. But again, mathematically speaking, rates can go up. Values can go up and wages can go up, making it more affordable. So I don't know where we will be at the end of 2022, but I think it is an interesting discussion. 
did some research on Michael Burry. There was an article uh, that came out about his summary of 2021. So I read that and jumped around. When I think about Michael Burry, I think of a couple of things. Well, actually three things. One, he's kind of odd. <laughs> Let's just be real. And I think he owns being odd. It's actually what makes him good, right? His um, discipline, detail-oriented, willing to dive into the weeds and do the work. Ah, look at that, do the work. Uh, is a special gift. Not many people have what, what he does. The other thing is, I think it's pretty clear he's early. A lot of my, a lot of Michael Burry's bets, including the housing bet, he was early. In the housing bet, he was really early. Early, and if you think, um, if you think uh, the big short is accurate, he was almost washed out. But he was he got it right. He was right all along. It's just the system was rigged. So again, Michael Burry was early. Early. Uh, so first and foremost, what do I mean by that? He was the one of the first big traders to spot GameStop. If you don't know this and you got caught up in all the GameStop to the moon, a lot of that goes to Michael Burry. Michael Burry was early pointing at GameStop, tiny company, huge short, like 140%. He called it out. He bet. He called it early. And then, of course, if you don't know, he sold early. He, he made a great profit. But if he would have held like another 60 days, his profit would have been astronomical. Uh, but yeah, so again, he's early. Next, Tesla and ARK. It is very clear that he um, is negative on both and shorted both. Uh, he has since covered because the market was irrational. But again, he was early, especially in ARK. If he would have held his short on ARK longer, um, he'd been profiting pretty good. I think yesterday I saw it was down like 42% or something. And then finally... Again, Michael Burry is early. He sold a lot of his stocks in Q3. Obviously, you know by now Q4 was a decent quarter. Uh, but again, he sold early. He went from 20 featured stocks to six. So again, when I look at Michael Burry, I see someone who's willing to do the work. I see someone who can see trends and see the story. But he's often early. That was kind of my summary of Michael Burry. So it's pretty interesting. When he puts something out, I'm going to remember... Michael, you're usually right, and you're usually early. So take that with a grain of salt. And then finally, Ray Dalio, man. Ray Dalio's got the new book. Uh, I talked about it uh, yesterday on a podcast uh, with a buddy of mine, uh, Stratton Brown. Uh, it is basically, my opinion, I don't think I'm going to finish it. It is basically fear porn. right? I'm about 40% into the book, and it's all fear. I think Ray has gone... He's basically, unfortunately, gone so down a path. And again, Ray Dalio is one of those people I will read every article, right? Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett. This book, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm finishing it. I might read the last chapter, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, he just has this, you know, just, it's always this answer. So when you look at Ray, and he came out again, has been quoted all over the wires this morning, cash is trash. You're stupid to own cash. Well, Ray... I disagree. I believe cash is an option on future opportunities. If you've learned anything about the other person I listened to, Warren Buffett, when the tide goes out, we see who's swimming naked. Right now, there is a lot of people that are over leveraged. A lot of people have once again bought stupid toys uh, that I will sock up because I have cash. 
Now, in fairness, Ray is trying to talk about having a diversified portfolio and all of that, so I get it, but I completely disagree. I am happy to have more cash today than I've had ever. I am happy to sit on it for perhaps two or three years because I believe cash is an option on the future and future opportunities, and I want to be ready. So that's what I got. So back to the question at hand, what is this 22 or 23-page document? What is, what is it? Why am I doing it? All of this. So, folks, it is no secret that one rental at a ch- time, my, this channel, has proven um, to be committed to delivering content, right? Three years of daily videos, about a year and a half of five videos a day. It is also very clear to me that my background, this over here, the kid's bedroom, it is probably one of the reasons the channel hasn't taken off because it's, I don't know, cheap, dorky, not good, whatever you want to call it. So again, I have a commitment for a million to help a million people. So what did I do? I rented an office space. There's a office building about a mile that way. I've rented an office space. It's about 400 square feet. It's actually got kind of two offices in it. So I'm going to be spending all my YouTube money and more renting an office, getting high-speed internet, building it out, having multiple sets. So, I don't know, over the next month or so, um, I mean, you're going to see the full build-out as we go through it. The only thing that I don't have there, I just signed it yesterday. Once I get high-speed internet there, I'll start recording there. It's obviously going to be very empty in the beginning. Uh, We will do it together. Uh, But yeah, I envision using one one of the locations as kind of the featured interview when I'm talking to my experts. And then I will create kind of a sound studio, which I don't even know what it really is. So if you're in the Bay Area and you know all this stuff, reach out. But yeah, it'll be like a podcast studio in one and then kind of an office set up in the other. I don't want my background, I don't want this, my look to be a detractor. So I am um, going to be spending thousands of dollars a month removing this. You guys think that that's the issue? Uh, so we are going to do it, do it that way. So I don't know. I only did it for six months because I'm not sure, but I'm willing to take a shot. It's a six-month lease with an option for another year. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Hopefully... Um, hopefully you like that. It's, it's thousands of dollars. Uh, Bay area is not cheap, but, um, I just knew if I really wanted to do this and I, and I'm um, really committed to a million, I have to spend more money, more money. Yeah. All right. So that's what I got for you. Remember folks at 8 AM. Oh, 11 minutes. We will go live for an hour, and then if you're one of my students in my amazing course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, we will go live at 9 a.m. So, um, yeah, that's what we got today. Have a wonderful day. It is Saturday. Don't forget to do the work. Uh, And as always, if you're ready to move in real estate, buy my course below. It's now $319 uh, with big plans to add more and more content. So, um, yep, let's see what's going on. All right, guys, take care of yourself. Have fun. Bye.